Yeah, like the only memory I have about when that game came out was I was on a bus and I saw like five or six Duke Nukem Forever posters like back to back. And part of my brain was like, you need to get that game, not because it's going to be good, because it might become a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Like that game could go Bible, uh, the Bible game bad. <laughs> Bible. Wow. There's a level of that. Do you a not know? Of, of do you not know of the Bible game? No. Alright, so I'm now going to convey some lore to you that may or may not be true. I enjoy the lore too much to ever verify if any of it is true. So, uh, back in kind of ye old Xbox, PS2 era days, a game came out called The Bible Game. And Mm. it was bad. It was kind of a Mario Party-esque style game based around, well, the Bible, as the name implies, and the story I got told about it, and it kind of got backed up by the time, was some Christian organization was like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to make a video game, and for what it's worth, for a $20 game, that game was a lot better than it had any right to be. Mm. It's still a shit-tier game that has, like, put these things in order and then makes the mistake of putting numbers next to what the order is, of things you're reordering, not like put these, not like the the things you're ordering have a number in front of them. That's how bad the game is. Hmm. But so the story I got told ultimately was that the game was not good, and people like me picked it up as a joke. Like if you had a friend's birthday coming up, you went up to the GameStop or EB Games or Best Buy or something, and you bought your friend the Bible game for twenty dollars, and you never opened it, and they never opened it. Like, oh, ha ha, we have the Bible game. Hail Satan, down with the metal, praise uh, Bahamut, or whatever. And word of this got out to whatever Christian organization like published the game, and they started like buying back all the copies they could get because the, uh, their work and therefore like God wasn't being taken seriously. <laughs> Gee, and, I wonder why. Oh, and then as a result, these became collector's editions. So, like, fuckers like me have, like, four or five, like, PS2 copies in a bag in my garage right now, where it's like, I'm gonna get rich off these Bible games. And if you go to eBay, there was a weird period of time where, like, a $20 game was worth, like, I think it was, like, 80 or 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, it's happening. And the organization behind it was just livid. And, like, no one was genuine about their love for this game. Like, I remember walking into a GameStop after they started rebuying them and being like, I want to buy all the copies of the Bible game you have. And the guy behind the counter was like, ah, a wise investor, I see. And I'm like, hail Satan. He's like, hail Satan. And he handed me a box of them. And because they were being bought back, they had dropped them down to, like, $5 a game or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, like, I... I gave that shit out as birthday presents for years because I thought it was funny ass shit and other people thought it was pretty funny too. It's like, oh, it's the Bible game. My parents can't possibly object to this. Hell, one of my friends got his, conned his parents into buying him the console he didn't own so he could, quote, play the Bible game on it. Because <laughs> I gave him the wrong cut. Like, oh, you have an Xbox. I gave you the PS2 version. It's cool. I'm getting a PS2 out of it. What? Yeah, my parents want me to play a wholesome video game to balance out all that Grand Theft Auto Vice City I've been playing, and I'm like, oh, it all works out then. Awesome.
Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 115. Yeah! I don't know why I bothered to over-enunciate that one, but yeah, welcome to the official podcast of Thung Wicked Studios, a podcast about video games? Or yeah. something. But yeah, welcome. As always, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, joined by Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, the other host with the most addiction to Warcraft on this podcast. Yes. Yes, and the bells of war are toiling each and every day as Alex, it gets closer. Alex, if you're going to do this, you have to do this right. right None of go. this, like, low-tier hype man version that you put out for this, it's, this is, this is the, what you should have gone with. Do you hear them, Alex? You hear the bells calling us to war, ringing across Azeroth, Duratar, the Badlands, the Undercity. They ring louder and louder. They grow in strength and size. The cacophony of war bears down upon us. We know not what we've brought except blood and sacrifice and war. And fuck Sylvanas, not my war chief. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm stoked. Ding-a-ling, motherfucker. Yep, I'm ready to fuck some shit up on a new continent. Is there a new continent? Well, technically new islands, but yeah. So, yeah. Much excitement. Ah, that's probably where I'll be for the next couple of days, so if I don't show up for next week's podcast, I'm probably in Aswell. I'm coming to Portland and being like, Alex, get off your computer and get on your computer. We have a podcast to record, fucker. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I'm super stoked for that. But anyway, uh, gosh, there's so much shit to talk about this week, man. There's so much shit to talk about this week. Like, I don't even know if we got all of it in here. We like, did not. I just stopped caring about some news eventually. That's not us. Who cares? Yeah. Jeez. This is, I mean, this is a good past week for games. Like, I mean, obviously sort of, it ended with... Like, th- this is... This is a good past week for people being like, yo, video games aren't dead. And I'm sitting there going, I never thought that. But now that you've said that, I'm worried. Now, this week is definitely the week of, you know, it'd be crazy if we added this person from this into a video game. Who would win? All the people who come up with the stupid fucking Goku versus Superman, like, theories on who would win and all that. Superman. This is, this is their week. This is their week. So. <sighs> this looks great. Yeah. I'm excited. I am anyway, too. I, I, I was super stoked about WoW, but I, I, we'll get into that, but tell me about yourself. Tell me what you got going I, on this week. So, since the last podcast, I think we talked about how my birthday was coming up last week. My birthday has now come to pass. I have consumed a second tomahawk steak since last week. Oh, uh, good. This one felt like 40 ounces of meat. It felt like 40 ounces of actual meat itself. Yeah, that well, that's what it is. The first one was like 46. This one was 40. This one felt like that. Uh-huh. I, it's, uh, you much, don't sound too happy. I, this one was much more of a stunt eat, if you will. Like, for reference, in a roughly a week's time, I've consumed five and a quarter pounds of steak in <laughs> just two meals. For those playing along, I've consumed half of my dog's weight, more than half of my dog's weight, I think, technically, in steak in just two meals. And that wasn't even the only time I ate steak in that time period. Wow. That is kind of impressive. No, it's not. It's horrifying. 
<laughs> like we're, we're the first one I ate from um uh from uh Stefan Chris, I think was the restaurant. I, I'm blanking on the name. Like that was a food vacation. Every part of that was wonderful. This one we went to another place that like they got like fuck salad shirts on and stuff. It's like okay, yeah, you're trying to be edge lords with this shit. That steak felt like forty ounces of steak. By the end, I'm like, kill me. I did this to me. <laughs> this was not as good as the previous one. Still quite good. Still ridiculous, but. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna eat too. Like I know, I know this is gonna be a weird phrase to say, but you may be reaching the point where you're eating too much. Yes, I have eaten too. Like I, since, so I ate the steak yesterday, the day before this podcast was recorded, and I'm like, you know, what I need to do is like eat and drink nothing but Soylent for a month now to get back to like normal. I have eaten too much steak. Like, can you go from eating a tomahawk to being vegan for a month? Maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> not because I feel bad about vegan? the sticks, I feel bad about me. Yeah, you're not ever going vegan. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I did it for a month to win a bet once. What? Why would you do that to yourself? The rewards were worth it. I'm sorry if a girlfriend of yours who is vegan is dumb enough to say something like, I bet something I don't like doing and steak, if you can go vegan for a full month, you take that bet. <laughs> Well, congratulations on winning your bet. Making a vegan buy you steak is fantastic. <laughs> how uh, how good did the steak taste, though? Didn't like, matter. I, it was a smug steak. Yeah, exactly. Something about a smug steak just makes it taste so good. Doesn't much matter at that point. You're just like, <laughs> steak will be on your credit card statement now. <laughs> I know. Is it like, do you lose vegan powers after that kind of steak? I don't know. I think forever you're tainted, though. Ah, well, I don't know because they, they might have bought steak before, unless it's one of those full time. Yeah, but like things. once you like declare vegan, like that's when it starts. Like ah, that's it's like true. renouncing your sins. Like I'm vegan now. This is the new me. No more steak. God, like damn, I lost a bet to my boyfriend. I have to buy him steak now at a restaurant. The worst place to buy steak. Ah, <laughs> uh, it just makes it even better. Because then there's uh, other people watching him smugly eat it. That's fucking great. Yes. Of course something like this you've done before, though. It doesn't surprise of me. Of course! <laughs> it really wasn't that hard. I ate lots of hummus for a month. Oh, just, you pounded hummus? And other stuff. Like, I, I'm i not, not allergic to vegetables. I just don't like them as much as the flesh of animals. I agree. Yeah. I kind of as part of the birthday celebration, I also went to a place called Donas. This may have opened up after you left LA, or you may not have been aware of it before you left LA. It is a Mexican-inspired donut place, and by that I mean like their version of a chocolate date, a glazed donut is a donut glazed with like a frosting made out of that abuela hot chocolate. Oh, that sounds fucking good. It is. You can get guava jelly-filled donuts there and stuff. Ah. Uh. Guava bakery stuff is fucking yeah. good. So imagine that, but as the jelly filling for a donut. <sighs> Next time you're back. I haven't back. had breakfast yet. I haven't had breakfast yet. You can't tell me this shit. Fair enough. <laughs> nah, I, it's I, probably the funniest part of my birthday is, have we covered I don't like covering, I don't like celebrating my birthday. Like whenever I celebrate uh, my birthday, it's like I'm going to do tomahawk steak or I'm like, we're going for fancy donuts. It's never like a birthday celebration, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's so... 
I made the mistake like I many many years ago. Kind of the, the most hipster ass thing I've done at one point is I had like a fancy shaving kit with like the brush and stuff like that. And in my many moves, I lost it. And Jen asked, "Hey, what do you want for your birthday this year?" I'm like, "A shaving kit." Like I don't I can't own a motorcycle anymore, so we're gonna get into shaving again. Apparently, you know the obvious leap from well, can't drive like two wheeled death machines, so shaving. I need to feel that rush somehow. But so we went to a bunch of kind of douchebaggy, fancy shaving stores, and I knew we were not going to buy anything at the stores, but Jen did not realize how overpriced that whole market was. And we got to the car, she's like, holy shit, they want $100 for a razor. I'm like, I know, it's terrible. Yep. As a guy who's dabbled in that market a bit, yep, perfectly aware. Yeah. But I also played some video games. Oh, really? You did some video games for a video game podcast? Yes, Tell me I'm still playing that <laughs> Destiny 2 Summer Solstice. I'm making major gains in that, if you will. I I hit a weird wall in WoW where I someone put out an article that was like, okay, so you're thinking about coming back into WoW or getting into WoW because this Battle of Azeroth thing looks cool. And I'm like, hey, this is an article for me. And they made the point of like, do you have an issue sticking with a class? I'm like, I do. They're like, pick one you think is cool already. And I'm like, I am not playing one I think is cool right now. You are correct. I wish I was playing Death Knight. Like, this fucking boosted Death Knight to max level. And I can't quite bring myself to do that, but I know I'll be happier if I just did that. Because mm-hmm. dual wielding ice viking monster is kind of up my alley. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't jumped further into the Death Knight. Yeah, I. You gotta understand, my hunter dates back, God, almost a decade. Like, I have some attachment to it that, like, goes the distance, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I should start a goblin warlock. Yeah, but I have a warlock. It's my original main. I just don't want to play it anymore, because it got left in a weird-ass spot. <laughs> well, you'll never be able to hit max level if you can't decide. Oh, yeah, no, I, I have horrible al- um, alcoholism. Yeah, you're pretty... Well, the thing is, alcoholism would imply that you have a main somewhere, which you don't. Yeah. Can't be an alcoholic if you don't have a main to compare to your alt. Is that actually I can't be an alcoholic if I never stop drinking? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can be an alcoholic if you don't have a main. Uh, maybe. Well, I guess. Maybe it's just because I'm frustrated because you won't declare a fucking main. <laughs> Just pick one already. My WoWcraft identity is fluid in ways you can't comprehend. Uh, this is why you'll never reach max level. Your only disappointment with the game is the one you've brought upon yourself. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I'll play Death Knights and tell you how they feel at 120. So far, I've heard good things. Yeah, I like. there's a pretty decent chance I'm going to get off this podcast and just kind of bend under my will and be like, Okay, just make the orc death knight you should have made all along. Like, fuck you for trying to min-max the blood elf death knight. Fuck you. No, make what you want, dude. Yeah. And even then, um, death knights, what is it, death knight, orc death knights aren't bad either. They're pretty solid. Yeah. Especially, uh, are you going, you're going Frosty's head, right? Yeah. Not unholy? Okay. Do wielding. Yeah, if you, if you went unholy, you'd get a damage boost to your pets. Oh, yeah, now, I totally forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, but in in relevant gaming news, I guess, I have been playing We Happy Few. Really? That game looks fun. Tell me about it. We talked about the, the Alex's incredulousness. I kind of said some bad things when we started recording. 
That game is not good. It's so disappointing. I, it's that game uh, could be real good. It's not. The trailer looked great. That trailer looks, looks amazing. Great. Yeah, execution. Uh, not so much. It sounds like. I, I think the best kind of comment on that game I've heard, and I wish I could correct the article I saw this in. I really do. Is this game really wants you to forget Bioshock ever existed? Because without Bioshock, this game is pretty cool. But because Bioshock does exist, this game is shit. Really? Is it trying to ride those? It, it has that vibe. It, it it it's very much. Uh, remember when Bioshock came out? There was a bunch of Bioshock ripoffs. Uh, no, actually, that I don't remember. Uh, there were a couple games that tried to kind of do the Bioshocky thing, like those game called Singularity and. Uh, they, they were first person, very uh, single player oriented, narrative driven, like some kind of gimmicky, uh, gimmicky is the wrong word, but mechanic driven thing. Singularity was time travel stuff. Um, uh-huh. Like, to a like the Metro games that I love so much are kind of in that similar vein, but like, there were ones that felt a lot like, uh, God, what's the game? Bioshock. They, they were very kind of science driven. They were very the evils of science, if that makes any sense, kind of thing going on. And this game feels like one of the bad ones from that time period, but it's also got some, like, weird, unnecessary survival mechanics built in. Like, your your character gets hungry and tired, and if you eat the wrong food, you can get sick, and then you have to drink, like, medicinal tea, and... You can get a gun in the game, but as best I can tell, there's no bullets in that world. So you never actually shoot the gun. You just stab stuff with the bayonet. It's the game. The world of that game is something I think is really cool. The whole like joy downer versus not downer, like look your situation kind of situation stuff in that game. Like it's got some interesting stuff. The combat is bad, though. The stealth is laughably broken I, it's like there's, there's a weirdness where if you're going like when you go up a ladder it fades you at the top of the ladder like a cut like like it's loading something but when you go uh-huh. down the ladder you can just drop to the floor down the ladder which I, I don't know a ton about game design but i think that means animating climbing mechan- uh, animations is hard and it was just easier to not do that mm-hmm. I, it's yeah, I. It's just not a good game. <sighs> I paid like twenty or thirty bucks back when that thing was in early access. I don't feel totally ripped off, but I could imagine if you were buying that at sixty dollars right now, you would feel very upset. Rightfully so. Yeah. No. I'm. I. I. I, I talked about that quite a bit. That I was super stoked for it, but to hear that it's like at this level of like disappointing just kind of hurts. Yeah. I. And it sucks because, like, that trailer and, like, the world of that game that they don't do a ton of stuff with, but, like, they occasionally hint at some real cool stuff. Like, the game does some interesting, subversive things and then does nothing with it. Uh Uh-huh. I, like, spoilers, I guess. Like, there's this whole military installation you break into at one point and you find out that, like, the tanks that are in it are made of fucking paper mache. Like, they're just, they're just straight fake tanks. Okay. Like, your military was lying about having tanks kind of thing. Wow. That's... 
like I said, the game occasionally does some cool stuff and then does fucking nothing with it. And, it's a little disappointing that they, yeah. they have something that's really good like that and they just kind of don't do anything with it. Yeah. I stopped playing. I have not completed that game. Maybe it gets real good towards the end. I got like three hours in and was done. Really? In three hours there's still more story? <laughs> I, I That game takes longer than it should. Like there's lots of walking from one place to another and your character has a stamina gauge for their running. Like, there's, there's a there's a talent tree in the game that's like, okay, this is cool, except, like, stealth is so bad in that game, maybe don't bother putting points into stealth, or make, or put all your points into stealth, because then you'll be fucking invisible. Mm. Like, I walk, I, I, the game is glitchy occasionally, I, I walked into a guy, and he did not realize I was there, kind of thing. Because your stealth level was so high? No, I never put any points general. into stealth. <laughs> Like, I've been smashed, like, you throw bottles to distract, but I'm smashing bottles outside in obviously an open window kind of situation, and this guy's inside talking that doesn't even notice. I'm like, I, I I get it, you're inside, but also, like, huh? Yeah, it's also the kind of game where it's like, it'd be like, oh, don't kill people, because killing people is bad, but as far as I can tell, there's no consequence for killing people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Best part of that game is the trailer. Well, that's disappointing. Uh, yep. Maybe one day I'll play it for fun, but... Uh, God, that sucks, man, because I was super stoked about that fucking I, game. I made a big deal to show that trailer off to everyone I know. That trailer is amazing. <sighs> like, that game is bad enough, I kind of wish the game just never happened so we could cling to how cool that trailer was and be like, man, this game would have been so cool, but no, I've now played that game. I'm like, nah, that trailer was so cool. Uh, damn it. I was really hoping that would be a good one. Yeah. Really hoping it would be a good one. Alas. Yep. Damn it. Who made that game again? They're new. Uh, it's published by Gearbox, the same people that put out Duke Nukem Forever, but uh, who made this? The weird thing is people seem to like the game, which they're wrong to, but, yeah, <laughs> They're wrong to. Compulsion games. Okay. They got, they're the one of the ones that got bought out this year by, uh, or, yeah, they got picked up by, They're acquired by, by Microsoft, um, yeah. Microsoft, that's right, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I, I'm playing on PC. Maybe the PC version is bad or something, but I don't think that game is good. Well, that is, oh. I may give it a shot. I'm, I'm, I still want to give it a shot, but here's my next question to you, since you talked about this already. Based off what the game currently has, is it salvageable? I... I don't know. I... It feels like you could fix it. Sure. You don't sound 100% convinced. It's really thing. bad. I, I... Like, you can fix combat. You... I, the way to fix it is you make a sequel and it just isn't bad. Uh-huh. I, yeah, like, I, I, I'll go back to it. The fact that there's no animation for climbing up a ladder is a weird choice. The fact that there's, like, a guard that I can fucking punch in the face, essentially, who's just drunk asleep, I guess, or something, but won't interact with me till I trigger, like, opening a door or something, like, I... The fact that I kind of ran, physically ran into people on numerous occasions, like physically my character touched them and it didn't trigger the stealth issues. Yeah. Sure, you, you can fix any game, I think. Like, I 
Could you fix this? Yeah. Should you fix this? No, because... <coughs> like, then you're still stuck with a Bioshock game that's not as good as Bioshock because the combat's not great. Like, like in a world where Skyrim combat is bad, this game is worse because it's all melee-focused. Mm. Like, they're, they're, it just doesn't feel like good combat at the end of the day, and there's, like, sure, you could fix it, but, like, that's... Like, this goes back to my comment on, like, whenever Jeff would defend Skyrim, like, oh, you can put the better, like, a melee combat mod in. I'm like, yes, that fixes the game significantly, but that doesn't make the game better because that's a mod. Like, it's not part of the game. This game launched with bad combat, and it's really bad. Yeah. I, yeah, you could fix it. You shouldn't. I, it, there's just lots <laughs> of... Yeah. Cons are like, no, you can fix it, but you should. Yeah, no. it, it's not <laughs> worth the time and money you will waste fixing it. Just kind of cut your losses, make whatever money you do off this, because you will, because that trailer was awesome and people are idiots, kind of thing. And like, just don't. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't. Maybe they'll make <laughs> me happy, you too, but like, okay, so like. The difference I would say here is, like, I love the original two Bioshock games. I really love the first one. The second one was kind of, eh. I hate Infinite. I hate Infinite because of the story and the story alone. I found that story bad. But everything else in that game was fine. Like, the combat was de the combat was good. There was one or two boss fights that were, like, really? Fucking really? But, like, from a gameplay mechanic, like... As a game, regardless of story, Infinite is a good game. I just don't mm -hmm. like the story. I kind of like the story if we happy few and everything else is bad. Gotcha. But at the same time, like it's it's that like fake disruptive, like, oh, we're being edgy and society and all that stuff that like people are gonna fucking eat up right now and put a lot of time into the game being like, it's not that bad. Yes it is! You should not be playing this game. <laughs> Go go replay Bioshock. Like, I, I get it. I also want more Bioshock, but we shouldn't reward people for making a bad version of a thing we want. <coughs> yeah, I, I can't describe it better than that. Like, it's I, I'm sure the Steam review is like, oh, the game's great, or it's mixed, or whatever. It's like I really enjoyed my time with the game. I cranked it down to easy and like ignored all the gameplay and enjoyed the world. And so it's like that's great. You can do that, but you're changing the way you play that game to get around that game's weird shortcomings and that game's shortcomings aren't like big issues even either they're just like yep this game is bad i i can't even like i wrap more around it just because it's like not like it's like what's good about the game the world i guess what's bad the rest of it <laughs> and it's not so bad i can just like tear into it it's just like okay yeah the game is a game like it's a two out of five, meaning it is a game you can buy and, like, enjoy. Where in my brain, like, a one out of five is, yes, this is a game. I would rather play fucking one, two, switch for an hour than more of this game. Whoa, that's, that, that. You calm down, I'm probably that's going too far with that one, but like that's, that's kind that's of that's a little too far. That's that's the that's the level of comparativeness where it's like, oh, I guess this is a game. Huh. Yeah, you're just coming off a little emotional with saying things like that. Let's yeah. not say things we're gonna regret on the podcast, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. What have you been up to this week or since the last podcast, I guess? 
I have been up to one thing and one thing only, getting ready for World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. I was going to guess Huff and Paint. I'm glad you're not doing that. No, not Huff and Paint. I may, uh, if, as long as Huff and Paint helps keep me awake at certain points when, during my leveling process, I will add it to my rotation of things I'm doing. So don't, I need don't... you to get real into that aerosol version of um, uh, ca uh, caffeine you could get for a couple years where they were like, no, this is terrible for you. Yeah, I'll do that. Is if it keeps you awake during the first week of leveling, uh, I'll fucking do it. So I'll let you know how my huffing experience goes next week. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, World of Warcraft. I'm getting ready for that. Uh, get buy myself some extra ciders and beers to have nearby. Everything you need to make sure you're ready for the stream. Speaking of beer and cider, today's cider is Two Town Cider House Pacific Pineapple. Nom, nom, nom. Is it's it a fun. cider if there's no apple in it? Uh, yeah, it is. I think it's just like they combine it with pineapple or something, but because you can juice oh, yeah. a pineapple, you know that, right? Yeah, I know, but this actually does have apple juice in it, though. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, my life has pretty much been getting ready for a while, man. Um, all consumed. The girlfriend, yeah, the girlfriend is fully aware. I told her that the game launches on Monday, so as of this podcast recording, it technically launches the next day, because I guess... This is the last productive thing you're doing until, like, Thursday, isn't it? Pretty much. Well, no, I may get a haircut after this podcast. <laughs> and do a little bit of cleaning, but Or the that, server's down much... or something? Oh, yeah, during server downtime, which I'm actually kind of expecting. So, I know Legion had a super fucking clean launch. And so I'm expecting some hiccups, maybe, with this launch, but we'll see. Hopefully they worked out everything. Um... But yeah, no, I'm just super fucking stoked for a while. I got my raiding guild lined up. Just got to finish doing some last minute stuff. I took care of the things I wanted to take care of on my enhanced shaman. Like the important things that'll help on my leveling, like my favorite transmog. So I look cool killing mobs. Um, gathering up some materials and things I'll need for leveling. Because apparently leveling up for the horde is kind of a pain in the ass this expansion. From what I've been hearing and reading mm -hmm. and seeing. So that sucks compared to the alliance experience. But I found a spreadsheet that's been being linked into my raid guild hmm. uh, of like, can I just, sh I know it's weird for a podcast for this, but can I just show you the level of detail going into some of these spreadsheets for leveling up? You can explain it for our listeners. I will. So there is a guy who put together a giant raider's lexicon, uh, basically like, okay, this is a calendar timeline of when it takes you to level up this and that. This is when these dungeons and this and that comes out. Uh, go these zones, ignore these zones, do this, don't do that. Buy this much stuff, guy, get this, get this stuff. Like, it's basically an entire... This guy basically put in over 400 hours of leveling experience on the alpha and the beta. Uh, and basically used all that to put together not just a horde, but an alliance guide on how to like min-max your leveling experience, including an entire tab on preparation for each class, things you would need such as flasks, potions, runes, sorting out bags, uh, glider stuff, what mounts to collect just to make your experience easier, add-ons that'll come in handy and things like that. Uh, yeah, this is extensive. This is multiple pages of color-coded, like, corporate-ass charts. No, and it gets even crazier. This is just one of many. What the fuck's many. a black market auction house? Oh, they added that into uh, Mr. Pandaria. 
So there's a bunch of rare items that you can probably never get again. Very rarely do they show up on the auction house and people can bet ludicrous amounts of gold to try to buy it. Huh. So like, for example, the Lich King's Mount shows up on there. So technically that's is still in the like game. Is it like a Blizzard run thing or is it a player run yes. thing? Okay. 100% Blizzard run. So if there's no, like no players can throw stuff on there, we can only buy from it. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's the whole leveling stuff. It explains the war campaign. Like you can, there's pictures not on top of that. Like there's just, I, yeah, yeah. It, it's even like, hey, uh, you don't have to rush. Just do this is to optimize your time. This is what you do. Start here. Ignore this area. Go in this order first. Once you hit this level, stop what you're doing and go over here and do this. Like, yeah. I, as someone who played way too much of the Destiny One beta before that game came out, like. The idea of putting like what you said, like a hundred hours into both the alpha and the beta, so like two hundred hours total or something, uh-huh. into the pre-release version of this game, like I, props, dude. But also, like, what the fuck? Like, you've played the expansion, then it doesn't carry yep. over, I don't think, right? No. Wow. I. Yeah. No. This is. I didn't want like... to judge, but goddamn. <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> Don't play video games for a week. Like, maybe take up knitting or something. Yeah. No, this is... This is this is your hobby. Like, it's it's not playing WoW. It's making this goddamn guy. Like, this is what you do now. Yep. And so this is going to become very relevant <laughs> in about 24 hours, I, give or take. Yeah. So it's basically just getting everything ready now. It's even got a daily to-do list for you. Like, it's... It, it is... It is amazing how detailed this shit is. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, basically getting ready for this. <laughs> this is what I'm getting ready for. Choices were made. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's mainly because uh, we're trying to get ourselves raid ready by the time you know, the, the raids unlock, so to speak. Yeah. So, we shall see. I'm, I'm just happy to be raiding again. I miss that a lot. So, but this is pretty much what my life has been consumed by. And I know, like, my girlfriend's kind of supportive in a way, only because she's linked me a Reddit post of the guy who had written his wife a letter about how he'll be playing WoW for the next few days and be very, like, almost uncommunicative. See, I don't believe those are ever real posts. (laughs) Oh, well. I think that's someone being like, haha, I can get karma right now. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> you should buy your girlfriend flowers, Alex, or something. I will. I actually bought her dark chocolate yesterday, so... You should do better that. than dark chocolate. She loves dark chocolate, actually. I'm not saying so. dark chocolate isn't great, but like you need something for every fucking day you're off on this WoW vacation. <laughs> yeah, I'll find something. Like send, yeah. send that woman on a cruise or something. Hi, <laughs> you're going on vacation without me because I'm a monster. Ugh. <sighs> But yeah, I'm uh, I'm stoked for this. This is really, this is gonna be great. I love, I love WoW releases, expansions. I, I know. used to be the guy, like, I used to be the guy. I used to go line up at midnight to buy the expansion and hang out with a bunch of fellow nerds to buy stuff or to buy the expansion in line at Best Buy. Sure, it's fucking great. I miss that experience to be honest with you, but it's not bad. <laughs> now you can line up with a bunch of nerds digitally in the logging in queue. Yeah! So, 
Yeah, no, I'm just... How does that work? Does suddenly, like, Battle for Azeroth go live at a certain hour of the night? It's like, okay, we're in. We're doing this now. You literally just... They just toggle a switch, and then once it hits the time, and they flip the switch, the quests just start to open. Huh. It's literally how they did Legion. Legion people were already logged into the servers, and then they just literally flipped the switch and said, okay, it's up. So it's people, like, milling about, being like, man, I wish we could go fight the Alliance right now. They're right over there. Yeah. Well, it's, you know what it is? It's the, um, what is it? I don't think there's, you know what it, well, I was going to say, like, if you ever want to read some interesting stuff, you should definitely hang out in trade chat, like, an hour before the expansion launches. <laughs> oh, I love trade chat. Trade chat before the expansion launches will be fucking hilarious. Want to buy boots. Just any boots, because they won't matter in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's this is all I'm pretty much getting ready for. That's fair. So. I, I I don't want to go into too much other detail because I don't have anything else. That's, That's fair. Not a detail. <laughs> this is what no, no tomahawk steak for you this week. Nope. Uh, at best, hot pockets and cider. I also and... had Totino's pizza rolls on my birthday. Oh, bro, you're killing it for your birthday then. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, did you get my? Te- I think I sent you a text for your birthday. I got, I got your text. I responded to it. Did you? I don't remember. Yes. You okay. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good birthday, though. It was as good as the tomahawk steak could be. <laughs> Although you may want to lay off, you don't burn yourself out. I know it's weird to say you can burn yourself out on steak, but yeah. I, yeah, I. After that second tomahawk steak, I'm like, I never want to eat again. <laughs> I, I'm done with food, I think. But I had donuts today, so, yeah. News? Uh, yeah, let's jump in the news. News. Oh, God fucking damn it. Astaroth and Sunmin are coming to Soul Calibur. Characters I think everybody expected. Astaroth for sure. Astaroth, definitely. But I'm still happy they officially announced him, and he looks cool. Yeah, Evo had okay. Can we just say Evo had a fuck ton of really interesting announcements? Yeah, let, let's let's do the Evo news, I guess, right off the top. I, uh, you got that, you got those characters. You've got fucking G and Sagat that are out right now. Like, uh, you've got season two of uh, what's it called, a uh, Tekken Seven Tekken coming. Seven. It's like oh, we're putting Negan in the game. And I'm like, well, that's a choice, but okay. Which we'll go into more in our main topic because our main topic is crossover stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, fucking Negan from Walking Dead is going to be in Tekken 7. Sure, why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah, why not? Why fucking not? And I, like, we had some DBZ news. Uh, they're, we're bringing Cooler, fan favorite, to uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. He looks cool. Yeah. DBZ is getting Cooler. So God fucking just, damn it. I put it in the just, notes even. <laughs> so everybody can just chill. Okay. Uh, that'll be it's fine. A, with. <laughs> it's about to get cooler up in here. Fuck you. <laughs> Go find a cliff, throw yourself off of it, and die. <laughs> I put in the notes, Alex. Please don't make a joke about how DBC is getting cooler. <laughs> Literally, it's in the fucking notes. And what's the one thing I asked you to do this week? <laughs> make a joke about cooler and DBC. God damn it. <laughs> hey, hey, just chill. 
I, I don't like the, the cold shoulder you're giving me about the jokes. I did this to me. <laughs> when you moved, I could have been free of you. I could have found a new co-host. We could have had a whole new Wicked Awesome cast. But no, we had to make this work. And here I am. <laughs> Looking DBC's getting cooler jokes. That's right. <laughs> I need you to fucking king cool it off with these jokes. Ah! You joined in! It's King Cold, technically. Yes! But... Uh, still, I'll take it. I'll take it. Sure. I pulled you in. <laughs> okay, is that all the... Well, yeah, this other stuff wasn't in Evo. No, which is the most stuff. baffling part! Yeah. Like, what the shit? Uh, we got some announcement for some new um, cross... Uh, Blaze Blue cross characters. I... Good year for announcements. Um, G for Street Fighter looks fucking weird, and Sagat looks awesome, so, you know. Well, here's the thing. Have you seen some of the G gameplay? It looks like Q. It pretty much is Q in a way, but... One of his outfits dude, is Q. Yeah, one of his story costume is pretty much the Q look. Yep. But, dude, like, there are some crazy, like, shit I've been watching some of the streamers do with, with, yep. with G. He's legit, and he's, like, this really over-the-top, cheesy... President of he's the fucking Earth Abe Lincoln with some weird ass gold tattoos. Yeah, but he's got like finger laser powers, yeah. and when part of part of his animation for walking forward is he turns to the screen and waves at you. Like I get, like, it's, I, there's a combo. He starts giving a speech, I guess, or something, and it builds meter. Yeah, some shit like that. It's it's <laughs> he's fun to watch. I um yeah. I look forward to seeing what that character can do. Sure. Down the line. But yeah, no, G and it was pretty cool. They announced G and Sagat, and then they're like, oh, by the way, they're available tomorrow. Well, I like how they go with G. Like, that whole little announcement's worth watching because it's so fucking cringy. Like, they have a guy dressed as G come on stage, and I'm blanking on his name, the guy, uh, the head of Street Fighter. Um, yeah, I know who you're referring to. Then comes out with an eye patch. Like, Look at my eye! And I'm like, oh, it's Sagat. Yeah, it's Sagat. And then they show the Sagat. I'm like, okay, all's forgiven. Sagat looks awesome. Yeah, his his regular costume looks fucking legit. I never knew I wanted, like, out of the wilderness Sagat until I got out of the wilderness Sagat. Right? It's like, why have you not always been this? Yeah, no, he looks fucking great. And so far, like, I've heard Sagat is kind of a mixed bag in terms of what his toolkit has. But, like, I've seen people fucking be like... Like, Sagat has always been? Well, well, like, because Sagat either has a stupid good toolkit, or there's some stuff that's really gift about his gameplay. Yeah, but also, like, Street Fighter Four Vanilla Sagat was so fantastically broken, that was, like, the year of Evo of nothing but Sagat. Yeah, he was stupid fucking good. And he also put out way too much fucking damage. Yep. (sighs) But, yeah, no, he's, uh... He was it One of the things that I, I was just going to comment on for Sagat is... I guess he has a way set up where you can cancel his some of his normals into fireballs, so he can now move forward while keeping you locked down with strings of fireballs, which is really interesting. Motherfucking Sagat! Yep. So, <clears throat> I look forward to seeing how it plays into the meta of people playing fucking Abigail and... Well, actually, who won EVO this year? It was, uh... Bison. It was actually Bison, that's right! Yeah, the UK took it this year. So, congratulations. I think it was Problem X. Was yeah, name? real cool. Real good showing. I I really enjoyed watching Sonic Fox's run through DBZ Fighters. I, I'm i not going to lie. Like, the finals for Street Fighter, I'm like, okay, 
is this going to be good? No, they were genuinely fun to watch. They were. And I, by the way, I don't know if you caught the little mid, like once they reset the bracket, there's this little bit of drama uh, where Sonic Fox invoked an old oh, changed sides, rule. Yeah. yeah, that's an old arcade cabinet rule that they invoked. I guess it's still in the evil rules, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, but but yeah, no, it was. It, dude, did you watch the Tekken finals? The Tekken, I did. The Tekken matches were fucking yep. hype too. Tekken's good. Yeah, uh, the, the the day of finals for that I thought were real solid. Um, I I know I have a small Smash Brothers anti bias. I think not having melee on that day was a real good call. Was four on that day at all either? I. I it was. Like it was the, on that day. It was the morning. It was like the earliest one, right? Yeah, but I think there was also trouble with that because the two guys that were in the finals for Bayonetta. That, yeah, double Bayonetta, and then apparently they stalled the match for a while. Oh, it was the fireball. Yeah, they I, were fucking shit people. I went back and watched that. Like, I it's that's the weirdness of like, hey, these two people are friends and they're playing like a friend match, not a competitive match, and uh, yeah, it's. It's almost as though the Smash community is garbage. What? Anyway, those guys are shitty people, and I'm glad they stepped in and were like, you need to fucking play right now. Yeah. And they played. So, for, for you Smash players who are wanting to really bring up the community and do things better, these guys are not doing your community. Maybe it's like you should only have one Smash game. <laughs> no, that was the newest one, too. Uh, but, oh, well. Maybe if you didn't have like a split in the community between the hardcore and the people playing the current one, this type of shit wouldn't happen. Possibly, that's true. Maybe maybe Sakurai will fix this with the newest Smash. We'll see. I, I still find the fact there's two Smashes, like have been for the last couple of years, just baffling. Because yeah. no other game is doing that. Yeah, this is something about melee. I don't know. If if it wants to be melee, just fucking make melee the smash game. Like it's the four seems contentious enough that it's like okay, fine, make it go away. I don't care. I don't think either of these games should be here, but I get there's a scene for them. But like, you only get to have one. You really only get to have one. Yeah, because you're <laughs> taking up spots for other fighting games at that point. You mean like Marvel? I'm sure, or like Ki? <laughs> I would. I, you know, actually, King of Fighters is what I would like. Sure. So, like we had that um, what's it like, cross versus this year or something? If that game, I guess, has a weird scene going on with that. Maybe it's not Evo ready, but like, there's other fighting games out there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, last little tidbit of Evo stuff. I don't think I didn't see the notes here, but I'll share it with you. So, have you been following that Fighters Fighters Edge EX game? That's, that's the guy I was out? just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, they announced a character this past week, but it was also super hush Terry Bogart. Terry motherfucking Bogart. That's kind of cool. Also coming to that Femme Fatale game they're making, which looks That's uncomfortable, right. but as yeah. Terry with an I, <laughs> Bogart. Yeah. Ultimate Cutie. Yep. Or Fatal Cutie or something? Fatal Cuties or some sort of... I don't know what it is. If you buy the collector's edition of that game, you get the hat. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It doesn't surprise me. Yep. Yeah. What else we got? That's Uh, pretty much all the Evo stuff. We got kind of two we can lump together some. So it has come out since last week that uh, Fallout 76 beta will not launch via Steam. And Fallout 76 will at least at launch 
not be a Steam game. It will come out of Bethesda's launcher. Yep, I heard about that one. That's interesting. At the same time, Discord has now launched an online game store. Yeah. Discord, I gotta say, Discord, I, I remember when Discord first came out because it was the competitor of Mumble. Discord has been doing so fucking well. I really like this. I, I this is more newsworthy because Steam is increasing. I, the fact that a Bethesda game is not launching on Steam is a big fucking deal. Well, yeah, because they've always launched on. Steam. And, and like, I think I've like kind of conspiracy like talked in the past where it's like, no, it, you're gonna start seeing some fracturing because why the fuck would you give Steam a cut? People are going to get Fallout seventy six. They're just it's like. Even if the game is bad, the hardcore for that group is going to buy that game day one kind of thing, and yeah. you could have all of the sales then. Well, it's also like, it's going to reach a point where Steam's going to have to go back to actually making games. I mean, Valve. Valve. Because yeah. for a long time, they just haven't. Like, when's the last time a Valve game came out from, like, from them? I got no clue. It's been a couple years. Yeah. I'm not sure I know I consider a Valve game at this point even either. Like if you like if I'm being honest, I'm like, I don't know, like Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So maybe it's time that they uh they release something new. I heard there's this I... game called Half-Life that people would love to see like <laughs> come out. I'm increasingly convinced you're never gonna see another Half-Life. Really? I'm never? I I don't think, regardless of how good that game might be, it could ever actually launch. Like, it's... To, to go back to a game near and dear to your heart, like, Nuke, Duke Nukem Forever was a bad game, but even if Duke Nukem Forever was a good game, it spent, what was it, like, 15 years in development? Mm-hmm. After 15 years of hype, it is never going to live up to the hype. Like, maybe Valve could pull it off, but I think Valve is a savvy enough company that they realize if we ever made Half-Life 3, it has to, like, revolutionize video games in the same way Half-Life 2 is. And the reality is the revolutions in video games at this point aren't physics or gameplay or immersive storytelling. They're kind of like background tech and graphics and other stuff. They're much harder to do than they ever were. Hmm. Half-Life 2 is a fantastic game. I'm not saying it doesn't hold up, but it's not as good as you remember it being through a modern lens. Like, it's it's why a bunch of people that kind of are coming to Half-Life after Call of Duty and after kind of a lot of the stuff that game did that was revolutionary became like, no, this is how you make a first-person shooter, don't have the same reverence for that game that people like you and I might have because we remember when it's like, it's fucking Half-Life 2. Like, holy shit, man. I yeah I, I don't think you'll ever see Half Life three. I don't know. I'm still kind of holding out that you might. I I, I I just think it's one of those ones where it's the maybe you'll see Half Life two episode three, but like what Half Life is and what Half Life in people's brains are are two so totally different things at this point that yeah I don't know. I I I think I think. Maybe with more games like Big Name being pulled out and Steam's not pulling in that revenue anymore, maybe they'll consider stepping it up. I assume they're still kind of killing it, but I don't know. Well, that's true. To a certain extent, I mean, you you have the free sale stuff, or the cheap sales, but... Yeah. I mean, that's a big hit, that game. Is it, though? Well, I mean, yeah. That's not me being sarcastic. That's me being like... 
if you were to actually look at like total sales and stuff, would let's like uh, let's be optimistic, a year's worth of Fallout seventy six really matter in the grand scheme of things when like Dota two is still making the money hand over fist and other stuff, which they get a hundred percent of the money off that in theory versus versus which is a kind of a split. You're, you're taking a hit, but I, I, I don't know at what point where it's like, okay, like EA's been off that platform forever, and initially people are like, oh, Battlefield never survived. Battlefield's doing fucking fine. Mm-hmm. Blizzard games were never on that platform as far as I know, and they've done just fine too. That's true. Like, really, how much does that system need games like that that have a baked-in audience when they have everything else under the sun like and it's not like ea or bethesda or blizzard or any of the other people have their own kind of launcher systems ubisoft i guess for that matter are getting into publishing indie games anytime soon that's true yeah i didn't think about it like that yeah like i'm not not saying it's good i'm just saying like the options for stuff that's not part of like a big publisher are still like that itch.io and GOG, I guess? Like, Humble Bundle's trying to become a thing, but they're also just selling Steam keys, as best I can tell, really? Like, I don't know. I, Yeah, I I don't know where to go from here on this one kind of thing. Like, it's it's more of a, me and you have talked in the past about, like, how I was pretty sure Fallout 76 is not coming out on Steam, and it's not. Like, it's, everyone's pulling away because someone finally realized, wait, we can do this too. Yeah. And then we get 100% of the money. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense if, if they, if, as long as they're able to handle, that's the thing, like, Steam has been around long enough that they can handle the traffic and all that stuff. I wonder what Bethesda, well, but then again, Bethesda wouldn't have to handle anywhere near the no, amount of traffic that Steam does because they have way less to worry about. And the they already have that whole weird, like, mod buying system thing. Like, they, they have a system in place. Like, I, if you want to get real weird, it's not on our news docket this week because it's not really our thing, but, like, they have uh, fucking Fortnite coming to Android now, finally, and it doesn't go through Google Play. Mm. It's like a, it's a whole separate, like, from their website thing. It's essentially a non-Google authorized app on your phone. Huh. And that's because someone realized, yo, we could get all the money from this game, and if we give them their option, it's not that they're not going to do this. <laughs> fucking kids with phones love that Fortnite. Hell, I'll be likely to play it more if it's on a phone. No, I won't. I'm lying. I'm still not going to play that <laughs> game. Yeah, I, I I, think this idea of kind of the centralized store, especially in situations where you can get away with it, like on Google, it's an open source platform, meaning you can do this. Apple, nah, Like that's a lockdown system kind of situation. It's a weird one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, we'll see how Bethesda handles the launch, but hey, it's, you think this could be an ongoing trend overall? I I, th- I don't think it's an ongoing. I think it is the reality. Like it's you've had like if you asked me back when like EA did this and Ubisoft was like, "Yo, we're launching UPlay," that was the start of the trend. This is just everyone else finally catching up. Yeah. Speaking of catching up, uh, you can now have Nazi stuff in video games in Germany. Yeah, for a while this was taboo and banned. Yep. Which makes sense considering it's a little close to home. Yeah, I. I, on one hand, it was something that's kind of a, like, yeah, this is censorship, but at the same time, it's like, it's censorship of Nazi imagery. I'm okay with that, I think. Yeah. Eh, 
Yeah. I mean, if they're using it for propaganda, I'd be totally against censoring it, but I think maybe, like, if you're telling a story... Yeah. Not so much. Like, have you seen that, uh, there's that show, The Man in the High Tower? Yes. Yeah. I think in that sense, it's... Yeah, but, like, if you're using it for propaganda, or... Like, yeah, no, that's what I actually believe. Maybe you've got a fucking problem. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, what do you think? It's... I... I mean, I, I know in, for you particularly, it's a little... Uh, it's if you're doing it to, like, Wolfenstein, the New Order, where you're killing Nazis, fuck it, yeah, cool. If okay. you're, like, making, like, Nazi Hail Hitler the video game, eh, not so cool. Yeah. Well, well how do you feel about, uh, what is it called, uh, Kung Fury, where you have to fight Kung Fuhrer? Uh, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I think it's just bad, that's the problem. What? That was a great fucking movie! Uh, Ah, that thing's just internet distilled down into a movie, and it's like, okay, this is a thing for people. It's 30-minute mindless fun. Yeah, it's mindless, all right. Yeah, I never said it was Oscar material. It is fucking Axe Cop, which is like, which is the same kind of like stream of consciousness, weird-ass bullshit, but as an animated show where it's like, okay, yeah, like this is for a set of people. I am not those people. Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, like I like Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend is not for everyone. Brutal Kung Legend Fury was just cool. kind of dumb. It's like you remember the eighties, y- yeah? How much you remember the eighties? I was kind of barely alive in it, so zero. You're gonna love this movie if you love the eighties. I have no eighties nostalgia. <laughs> Cobra Kai is the better version of Kung Fury. Ah, they're two separate things. I wouldn't even I, put them in the same I, thing. I think they are trafficking in the same drug. I just think Cobra Kai has the stones to be, like, subversive. <laughs> and by subversive, I mean, like, no, we're going to make this way better than the original movie was, even. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll give you fuckers what you want, but we're going to do our own thing still, where Danielson's kind of a dick. And Russo's kind of weirdly sympathetic, because dude is a fucking loser, but we're playing up the fact that he was a fucking jackass in that movie, too. So all you bro guys that are like, yeah, fucking J- uh, Johnny DeRusso was the man. You're like, no, he's a fucking loser. He always has been, but now he's like a fucking burnout loser. <laughs> he never amounted to shit. And Daniel's son, kind of a cocky, smug-ass bastard. Neither of them are good. Why the fuck was Mr. Miyagi beating up teenagers? You, you, we've go, we've gone yep. over this. You just have a hatred for Mr. Miyagi. I got nothing against Mr. Miyagi. I'm just pointing out the fact that he kind of just attacked a bunch of teenagers who were defending themselves after being attacked by another teenager. And if I've learned nothing about that time period, it was martial law amongst roving bands of children was the norm. Nah, if you try to have an unfair fight, you can't, you don't be surprised if... An old Asian man comes and whoops that ass. Maybe in L.A. Back where I grew up, that was not a possibility. Well, you need to expand your horizon. You'd have some dude be like, yo, you kicking the shit out of that kid? Yeah, keep up the good work. Is he an asshole? Yeah, he's an asshole. Fucking beat his ass. (laughs) What'd he do? I don't know. Cool. I'm gonna get wicked pissed in this bar now. Uh, I look forward to hearing more about the... uh, The Boston Karate King. Yeah, Boston Karate Kid. Mr. Is, is that going to be a new... <laughs> Mr. Miyagi meets Sonny O'Toole. <laughs> Yo, punch him in the nods. 
Is is it time for a new character to enter the arena? I don't know. <laughs> the trick to not getting ass kid. kicked is kick the other guy's ass. <laughs> Remember, a brick is a sizable weapon, and it's uh, and you didn't kill him if it's self-defense. Unless he's like super dead, then yeah, you're probably going to jail. But it's cool, you kill the guy, no one's gonna fuck with you in there. <laughs> don't worry, everyone's got a juvie record. That's enough of that. <laughs> oh no, Bostonian Karate Kid will be back in a future episode. Will that be called like the Alley Scrapper or something? I don't know. You got it like Karate Kid or something like that. I don't know. Nah, sadly, the name for that would be like something meandering where it's like, yeah, Yo, you do that karate shit down in the corner next to the grocery store, kid. <laughs> kid. It'd be yeah, hey, kid, you that, you that kid that does the karate stuff. Yeah. <laughs> karate stuff, kid? Sure. <laughs> kid that does like the karate stuff. Yeah, I gotta, I'm, I'm really attached to the Boston Karate Kid, though. Sonny O'Toole. Yep. <laughs> we need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, IGN, that's the uh, International Games Network, I believe, is what they stand for these days. Mm-hmm. I ran into some problems this week where over a review of Dead Cells, they got slammed pretty hard for copyright infringement and just straight plagiarism. Sorry, yeah, not copyright infringement, should... plagiarism. Yeah, they should be called IPN for International Plagiarism Network. No, we're better ah, than this. Zinger! We're better zinger, than this. Okay, I'm em. better than this. You are a garbage person that would do that. I understand. I get it. You thought a G looked like a P because they're both curvy letters. Got him. 10 out of 10 I, review on that joke. Thanks. <laughs> I, this is not the first time. Well, yeah, based on IGN's <laughs> website, based on the SWS website, out of 5, it gets a 0 for not even That's being right. a joke. <laughs> Just being a thing I tripped over or stepped in. Uh, well, yeah. I, this is not the first time they've had accusations against them. I, it's It's a whole long story of like, this is the weirdest part. I have not played Dead Cells yet, but I get the impression it's a good game. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it, but I've heard more stories about fucking IGN doing shit like this yep. on that review. All right, so to kind of condense the story down some, let's make sure I'm getting the names right. Uh, All right, so a couple years back, IGN hired a Nintendo editor named, named Philip Minusin. Minusin, however you pronounce that. Am I getting the right name on this one? Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, it's he, he put up a review for Dead Cells and then a website called God, what's the fucking name for this? Um Boomstick Gaming. Boomstick Gaming put up a video going like help my uh review of this game was pirate was uh, stolen by IGN. What do I do or something? And when you go and watch the video review and you go and check out the original quote quote original thing, they're pretty fucking similar down to like Someone did a great breakdown where they showed, like, by the, like, timestamp-wise, exact footage and exact comments were showing up at almost the exact same times. It's like, wow, that's bad. Yeah, and of course, even using words that, like, so it, there's one word that they used in Boomstick Gaming, was it, uh, the quote is, Dead Cells figures out an intriguing way to have your roguelike and Metroidvania experience all in one, blah, blah, blah. And then this guy, same, similar line, Dead Cells strikes a perfect and engaging balance between the Metroidvania and roguelike experiences. Like, 
It even says, by focusing on your failures and urging you to experiment every time you fail. And the original quote was, Metroidvania experience, by focusing on your failures, encourage you to try something new next time. Like, it's literally like... Yeah. Literally, he, you know what this is? This is the equivalent of your friend handing you a paper he wrote, and then you just change some words around. Yeah. Threw some misspellings in there, <laughs> changed a couple word choices, whipped out yeah. your, uh, what's it called? Th- thesaurus, thesaurus. Check out, uh, yeah. What means this? Ah, yes. Find, replace. <laughs> yeah. But then he didn't use a thesaurus enough because you had void, like, Metroidvania and roguelike yep. experience. Really? Well, and I, again, like, it's the. I pull, like, specific quotes and comments from articles all the time, kind of thing. I think if if it encapsulates it well, but I give credit for it not being my original idea. If it's something I agree with and someone says it better than I can come up with, yeah, I'm going to fucking try and you give them credit for that. It's a good thought. Yeah. I feel bad when I can't remember them, though. Like, it's... Yeah. I, it's a small enough industry, even with assholes like us that are doing our little podcast thing, that ideas get shared around. Like, especially in a game where it's good, this is a roguelike Castlevania game. You're gonna say similar stuff, but man, maybe try and make it yours a little bit more in the future. Yep. And apparently, I guess uh, there was an update. And yeah, he was let it's, go. it's become an ongoing story of like, hey, maybe this is not the first time this has happened. And apparently, they're down to like three or four similar reviews. Yeah. So Dude's career is dead. This yeah. is a career killer. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, and by the way, apparently um, he put out a response video. Of course. And, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, it's just not at all intentional. But, alas, that video is no longer on his channel, but he's been getting shit on quite a bit ever since he released it, because he didn't apologize. He was just like, eh, I didn't mean for it to happen. No, you just didn't mean to get caught, asshole. Yeah. So, but yeah. Moving on from that, fix PUBG. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw you that. right now can go to fix.pubg.com because if you know how to fix that game, they still don't really care, but you can see a roadmap of what they're working on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty cool that they have like a whole site dedicated yeah. to the roadmap. I'll give them that. This is the most passive aggressive, pissy ass thing ever, and I love it. Like, here's what we're working on. Shut the fuck up already about it. I, you know what? I. As long as they're actually following the roadmap, sure. I give them kudos for doing this. Because sure. this also this also, I gotta say, admits like, hey, you know what? What we've got going on right now isn't working. Yeah. So this is this is their way of being like, hey, look, we fucked up. Let's 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 move forward and try to get this fixed now. Here's what we've got planned. Yeah. So I like this. This is if more companies did this, I'd be totally okay with it. Fucking Star Citizen does this. <laughs> Yeah. Which is yeah. why maybe I find it funny, because it's like, oh, it's a map, yay. It's just Star Citizen charges $17,000 for a ship pack. I'll take a hard fucking pass on. I thought you could pay that amount of money in PUBG pretty easily. I'm, maybe. No, I don't, not unless you double bot shit. Mm. Wasn't or, like a loot box system in that game you could buy into at one point? You could, but I don't know why, that's a lot of fucking money I, I'm not saying Star Citizen's better in this regard, but this is this seems to pop up in my life when every game like gets enough flack where it's like, you guys need to be more transparent or we're going to start leaving. Here's a roadmap. Yeah. It's a graph that takes us zero effort to make. <laughs> Speaking of bad roadmaps, uh, Bungie got out there and dropped a shit ton of information 
about Destiny 2's Forsaken stuff. Uh, they've detailed how, kind of, if you don't buy the expansion, how that will affect your upcoming gameplay. They've said, kind of, some of the guns that are going to move up to, are going to be, kind of, move uh, slots in the game. They've They've outlined what's going to happen to some of your favorite guns you currently have in the expansion. Uh-huh. Some are coming back with random rolls. Most aren't. I, it's, it is a giant dump of information that we do not have time to go through all of, but I've got some highlights of it. There's a video for that, for the end game content zone, which looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, it's there. Like maybe the biggest change and this kind of encompasses a bunch of stuff they are taking the currency, some of the progression stuff, the mission structure, a lot of the things that were, quote, new and better in Destiny 2, and reverting them back to Destiny 1 style, which mm-hmm. is good, because by the end of Destiny 1, they'd figured out a bunch of that shit. I, uh, but other stuff, too, like Iron Banner's coming back now in Season 4 with power enabled, meaning high-level people will stomp on low-level people, as it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I... It all looks good. It's up on the Bungie website if you want to go dig into the details. They're doing lots of kind of in-game economy stuff, which is some of the biggest issues of that game. Like, they're doing away with coins. It's like, yeah, we're bringing back crafting materials because, fuck, I don't know why we didn't have that in the game all along. You have to go out and get this shit now. Great. That's good. I, it's They're putting more of the grind back in that game, which is important. Like, the game is too streamlined at this point. Well, it's also supposed to take elements from an MMO anyway, and yep. part of the MMO is the grind. Yep. That's what makes an MMO MMO is the fucking grind. Yep. So, I mean, good on them. I don't think I'll be playing Destiny anytime soon just because I'll be so intertwined in WoW. Yeah, but- I'm still plugging away, so I'll probably talk about it more when it comes out. Like, it's, I'm genuinely enjoying Destiny right now. Like, for the first time in a while since Destiny 2 came out, I'm like, no, nah, I, I, I'm enjoying this game again. I'm excited for Forsaken because... It's gonna pull a Taken King, where it's like, yeah, we fucking blew the doors off this bitch. Mm-hmm. This is the game you actually want. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. I also got my cool Harley Davidson style Sparrow, so I'm pretty happy right now. Nice. Yeah, it's dumb. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, Blizzard has gotten out there and confirmed it's working on multiple Diablo things. Not my wording. That's theirs. Cause fuck it. Why not? Uh, the Switch. Uh, the Switch version of Diablo 3 is probably one of those things. Which ones? The Switch version of Diablo 3 is probably one of the things they are working on. This is backed up because... I think they dropped like a Switch logo in Diablo or something. Logo like a couple months back or something. I don't know. I don't remember that at all, but... Oh, was it in, like in the data mining and stuff like that? No, like a while back, like I think either Blizzard or Nintendo put up like the, uh, the, the other side's logo. Okay, yeah, I, mm. I found it now. Blizzard did this like weird nightlight thing with the mm. Diablo head. Oh, okay. And I guess people are like, oh, it's fucking Switch, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I can see it working out on the Switch. It's just like, I wonder if it's just going to be another expansion or if they're actually going to do no, something. No, no, it's got to be a port like the um, console version is. It's Well, no, I, I, I mean, like, they announced they're doing several things for Diablo. Oh, yeah. Could it be another expansion is also in the works, finally? Because that game hasn't had an expansion forever. The last thing that came out for that game... I'd like Diablo 4, personally, at this point. Yeah. I think the last time anything came out for this was the Necromancer add-on pack, and that was it. Game of the Year edition. Yeah. Diablo's back. You thought he was gone. Joke's on you. 
To be fair, that's kind of the premise behind every Diablo game. Well, yeah. yeah. In some way. But yeah. Um, Moving on from that, to our, before we get into our slightly longer news topics, uh, we got our first real look at Red Dead Redemption 2. This, looks kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. This looks more like the game I wanted Red Dead Redemption 1 to be, I think, in hindsight. You were kind of forced to be a little too moral in the first game because John Marston's a good guy through that game. I'm kind of digging how our protagonist this time is not looking so great yeah. in a moral standpoint. And the fact they're kind of doubling down on the moral stuff, I think, is a cool touch. Yeah. Also, one of the things I saw the internet blow up about in this game was the fucking horse physics. Yeah. Like, apparently that's looking really They were cool. real good in the first one. I suspect they've only gotten better. Yeah. So we'll see. But hey, I know my girlfriend's excited, so I'm so excited. She's a big Red Dead Redemption person. I'm excited. They brought back that. the bow. It looks like you can carry two weapons at once, which I think will be an interesting mechanic. Like it's, I will be curious with the multiplayer they put in this game because they're absolutely doing that. But at the same time, like I really fucking enjoyed Red Dead Redemption One. I kind of wish this wasn't in any way linked to that game, but at the same time, like I'm excited. Good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I told my girlfriend I'm going to set up a similar thing when this game comes out for her to just sit down and enjoy, <laughs> like I do with WoW. And so, yeah, jokes on I got you. Wow, she's got this. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. You can have side by side screens as you slowly fuse to the couch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on from that though, QuakeCon. A phrase yeah. I never thought I'd ever say on this podcast. QuakeCon. QuakeCon. I. They showed off that Doom Eternal. It looks real good. Real fucking it good. Looks pretty fu- yeah, it looks pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah. I like the upgrade to the that's, the main character's look. It's a fucking grappling hook on the bottom of that super shotgun. Or it's like a hook shot, not a grappling hook. Like, you can hook shot in Doom now. And there's that lightsaber weapon, and it's Doom. And there's a Gatling shotgun, and it's Doom. <laughs> I'm happy. You, you sound a little happy, I gotta say. Yeah. As part of this, we got more a little more details on Doom. It's got some... They've said there's a multiplayer version coming to that game as well as kind of a Dark Souls-style invasion system you can opt into or not. I Go and watch the full Doom like press conference show thing. It's got a real fun personality. Like There's a point where they stop and go, yo, do you want to see this game is like at 60 frames a second on PC? And they go to their area and it's like, oh shit, it's on PC now. This is awesome. <laughs> But that wasn't the only thing to come out of QuakeCon. We got a bunch of details on Fallout 76, leading me to ask the question, no, seriously, what the fuck is Fallout 76? It continues to still be a multiplayer Fallout game, except you have to opt in to PvP, and if you kill people that don't accept PvP or, like, are low-level, like, it's got a whole crazy griefing system, and your levels are fluid, you can kind of change them around and stuff, and... Yeah, you can nuke bases, but there's also a blueprint system that makes rebuilding bases really easy, and nukes will reset the entire map, but it's not clear how big the map is. I Yeah, it's... I, maybe it's because I'm not too big into the Fallout games. I'm yeah. kind of meh about it. Yeah, I, I, it's... Nothing they have put out for this has made me feel more comfortable in my understanding of what the fuck this thing is. And I don't even care that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a bunch of new Rage 2 gameplay footage came out of that. It looks good. Uh, it's 
there were some rumors going around that's like, well, it's like, okay, so Mad Max happened from what's it, Avalanche, and it was okay. It had some really cool combat, and then Rage Two appears to be kind of Rage plus what Avalanche does well equals Rage Two, and there's a trailer that basically confirms that's exactly what happened, and you know, I'm okay with that because that game looks real fucking sweet now. Let's see what else. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is getting something called The Wolf Hunter for its next expansion. Let me see if I can get the release date for that. Uh, August 28th on consoles, August 13th on PC. Werewolves, bitches. So you will be hearing about this the day that comes out. Sorry about being late on that. <laughs> uh, it's. I suspect if you're already playing World of... Not, uh, what's it called? Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, you already know about this, so... Happy hunting? Eh. You know what's like, eh, I, happy hunting, I guess. I don't care about most Bethesda games. Like, the parts of QuakeCon I care about. Doom Eternal. And fucking, what's the other one called? Uh, I already I already forgot the other name, the other one I'm excited about. It's really just Doom Eternal. I'm really excited about Doom Eternal. And, oh god, a Rage 2. Yep, yeah, Rage 2. How did I forget that? Okay. Oh, I guess also as part of this, Bethesda got out there and kind of Bethesda spokesman ramps up kind of its pressure on the whole PS4 cross-play debacle that's going on because, yeah. This doesn't affect Bethesda at all, so it's fun to kind of get on the side of people that want that. It's it's pandery, but you know, whatever. And last but not least in our news topics this week, we have stuff about Nintendo, aka shit that should have been at Evo but wasn't because Nintendo is terrible at business. <laughs> so like literally a like a couple days after Evo ends, Nintendo had a Super Smash Brothers Direct. Uh in that direct they announced uh, Simon Richard Belmont are coming to Smash. Uh, Richa Richter, sorry not Richard, Richter is a what they call it, a mirror character. Echo. Echo character of Simon, which means they're basically the same character, but some of the moves are a little different and the looks are different. I, it's it's a great way to fill out your roster by just basically having clone characters that look a hell of a lot the same. I haven't they always done this where just you have to go through a bunch of the outfits to get there typically? Uh no, because there are some characters like for example Crom. Yeah. Um has moves from both Ike and um what's his name? Oh. The other guy, Marth. Huh. So like he has kind of some combinations of both moves. So in a way they are their own character. It's just they have little things here and there that are similar, but yeah, Echo characters are essentially similar S characters, but they have a little bit of flavor on their own. Yeah. So, like, Dark Samus has stuff that's similar to Samus, but her walk also looks has, different, yeah. Yeah, the walk is they very much emulates that look. And so, um, uh, the biggest news to come out of this Direct is um, King K. Rule is coming to Smash. You know King K. Rule, the villain of, mother- the, <laughs> of the Donkey Kong franchise, at least the early ones, because apparently he's a fan favorite they wanted in Smash. Yeah, he's another fan favorite that they've wanted in Smash for a while. Yeah, Captain K. Okay, King K. Rule and fucking what's the giant Ridley. dragon from Ridley have been people the ones that people have been talking about forever. I get the Along Ridley love. Luigi. I've never, I never knew people cared enough about King K. Rule. Like I thought that was kind of a oh yeah, it's in Donkey Kong. Whatevs. King K. Rule is a great character. No, I, so I, I mean, I like him. I like the Donkey Kong games. So to see him actually in Smash is kind of cool. Have you seen some of his moves and stuff? It looks pretty fucking legit. They didn't show anything for it. They did. There's a trailer for him. I don't think any moves in it, did it? Yeah. 
You see him attack and do stuff. He can throw oh. his crown as a boomerang huh. and all that. I didn't yeah, notice that. He's got a he's got the fucking cannon as a as a weapon. Like he Fair actually enough. shoots a giant cannonball. Yeah. I totally spaced as part for part of that trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. He's got a pirate outfit. Okay. <laughs> I'm but, not so easily influenced that that's gonna make me go, oh shit, this is the hypeness. <laughs> But, the, I mean, there is some stuff that they announced when it comes to this. So they announced Simon Richter Belmont, of course. Yeah, we covered Dark that. Dark Samus and Chrome as Echoes, Key, key Rule. Um, stage Morph. Did you, you see what they meant when they talk about the it Stage Morph It transitions from one stage to another. Yeah, an entirely new stage. So it's basically you pick the two stages you want to play on, and then you can set the intervals of how often this, the map changes. I thought that was pretty cool, personally. That is really fucking cool. So, and there's one, uh, it's cool because, like, people always complain about the stupid training stage and other stuff like that for some levels. Like, they have that now. And then, you know what? Smash Brothers is also getting a training stage where you can see how far, like, how depending on how much damage yep. they take, how far they fly it back, all that stuff. Like, it's... My, my hope is, like, what's it called? Like, Omega stage? Like, they have a version of every stage that's basically, like, the tournament-approved version of that of the stage. The Battlefield stage. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope that when tournaments start, uh, when we're seeing more, what's the Smash Ultimate tournaments or uh -huh. whatever, they have the stones to be like, okay, we're putting it on Morph because it's the same fucking stage, so it's not the same goddamn level for eight hours. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Because like fuck Final Destination. <laughs> it is boring, and I get it, it's controlled, but you know, it's cooler stages. That stage has the DK rap in the background. Well, speaking of the music, apparently with all the intro music and wind and, you know, fanfares, there's over 800 musical tracks. Oh, yeah, tracks they, they, they that detailed game. out lots of crazy controls. They threw out some very impressive numbers. Uh, it's neat. Yeah. You want, and there's one little tidbit I didn't see on here, but I want to talk about because it was mentioned. They're adding a final smash meter now as opposed to you having to get the ball yeah, to use ultimate. I thought that was a real cool touch I think that's like one of the most interesting things they've added in a long ass time because it's basically a super meter now yeah every character will have a super meter and the thing is you can't have multiple supers on the same time so one person has to pop a super and then the next character can pop a super so you can't like spam like you can't have multiple supers going on at the same time on the screen I kind of hope they tone them back enough that you can dodge them though like, right now, they're pretty screen-clearing, and I love them for that. I kind of like... I, I'd like it more if they were in that, like, Street Fighter Five era where, like, you could counter them by blocking or dodging at the right point. I don't know. You can dodge a bunch of them. A bunch of them, but not all of them. It's harder than it should be, I guess. I, it's, I, yeah, well, the harder it should be, I agree with you on that. They're pretty... Yeah. We're burning the entire screen to fire right now. <laughs> But yeah, I, I look forward to seeing all these. Uh, I, I, I'm really hoping in the official Smash Ultimate rules, they allow you to have the Smash meter like as a thing. Yeah, I, it's super lame if they don't do that. Uh, I gotta agree with you on that. Uh, it's, so. They are slowly but surely building a Smash game. I would watch at Evo because it now is a super gauge. It's not gonna be the same boring stage over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, it's... This is maybe the one we've been waiting for all along, but the Melee fans are still going to be, ah, oh, it's not Melee, meh, wave dashing. 
Wave dash. <laughs> this mechanic didn't function as it was supposed to. It was something we hold dear to our hearts. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, um, it looks, it, I gotta say, it looks really fucking interesting. <laughs> Time will tell. It will sell like a, it will sell like hotcakes. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's Smash Brothers. People are powerless to resist. <laughs> oh, there's actually one thing also that, um, well, I guess it starts to relate into our main topic, but. Did you see what other stuff they added from uh, into Smash recently? No. So, you know the giant dragon from Monster Hunter? Oh, yeah, there's some Rathalos stage and Monster Hunter stuff. I, I'm i more sad. No, there's, no, there's more than that. An assist trophy. Yeah, an assist trophy. Yeah. You can I, have Rathalos flying around the fucking map. Yeah. It's not going to show with tournaments, so I don't care. Oh. I, 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 I love Smash with items on it. That's the correct way to play Smash. I find the fact that that's not how tournaments play Smash incredibly lame. Mm-hmm. Eh, fair enough. And, like, the reality is I'll play Smash probably some, but I'm going to see more Smash because of Evo and stuff, and it's going to be like, nope, no items because items unbalance the game. But items make the game fun and whimsical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Cynical? Maybe. Factual? Also that. Mm-hmm. That does it for our news this week. We're going to kind of use this Smash Brothers Ultimate Crossover Alliance thing as a jumping off point for our main topic this week. Uh, since this is your idea, Alex, do you mind introing it this week? So, there's a lot of crossover shit that's been happening recently with the announcement of Negan and Tekken 7, with basically Smash Brothers being video games to video game, which I will reference from Maximilian Dude, because that was a great fucking analogy for what Smash is. Um, there's just so many crossovers, but not just game crossovers. Like you have, I mean, you had games like Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but it looks like it's starting to penetrate into non-video game stuff. Like Negan is the first, I think, of many possible. I want to know how the fuck someone's like, you know, what we need in this game, fucking Negan. Yeah, that was kind of interesting to see that that was a thing now. But like, it's you, you get what I'm saying though. Like, it's interesting that like you have just. The amount of crossover stuff you see nowadays now, especially with just this recent announcement, like, just makes me think, like, let's talk about crossover games. I mean, hell, even fucking Blaze Blue cross whatever. Yeah, the, 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 the tournament viable version of Blaze Blue right now is a mashup of Blaze Blue, Persona, Ruby, and that might be it because there's two different personas in there. It's yeah. So you've got that. You've got that one. You've got the Fighting Edge EX, which has you know Terry now showing up in the roster in the same game that also had Skullamania from the old well, Street Fighter that's EX games. That's what that game's point was was to bring Skullamania back. But yeah, so you've got that. You've got Negan and Tekken Seven. You've got I'm sorry, you had Kuma and Geese and uh, Noctis already in Tekken Seven. Yeah, you've got uh, what's his fucking name? Going into Soul Calibur, uh, Geralt. a dude from Geralt. Yeah, that's a time-honored Soul Calibur tradition, though. Yeah, that's a time. Yeah, that, that's a classic. But like, it's so it's showing up even more now. Like, so today we're going to talk about crossovers, maybe ones we'd like to see, ones we've played, ones that have been disappointing, and maybe some of our favorites. Oh, you forgot the craziest one right now. You've got fucking like Dante showing up in Monster Hunter. 
Oh, that's right. Dante and Monster Hunter. You've got oh, Monster Hunter, this game that like was kind of niche, and now it's like fucking, yeah, we're ruling the world a little bit with a bunch of weird crossovers. Like, fucking, you could play as Ryu in that game with a skin. That's true. You get the Shriuken. Or not the... Yeah, the Shriuken is an uppercut. Yeah. Well, Ryu's appearance in little interesting Capcom games like that other than Street Fighter have been interesting because Ryu's appearance dates back as far as Mega Man X. Yeah. If you remember that little tidbit. But that wasn't so much a crossover as it was a gun, so to speak. Well, do you remember the Capcom Smash Brothers? Is it Capcom All-Stars or some sort of weird? <sighs> no, that's that's the Sony one. There was like an Onimusha battle game that was a 3D brawler kind of thing that fucking had Mega Man in it for no reason. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then speaking of other crossovers, there's that also that anime game coming out where you have freaking or, Ichigo from Bleach going up against Yeah, Naruto. that's existed in Japan for a long ass time though. Those are the um jump games. So I Yeah. So fun fact, unlike in the US, com- uh, there's a company in Japan called Jump that oh, that kind of publishes and as a result owns the rights to a fucking ton of shonen characters they own bleach they own naruto they own a bunch of stuff i read they like the book that came out in the u.s is a good example of how very different the japanese manga market is from the u.s one and how different Uh kind of the american publishing market is from the japanese one when it comes to comics like it's kind of as extreme as like hey you've got marvel except what if marvel owned a billion comic book companies that all are doing their own thing constantly but as a result can like put weird-ass characters in each other's stuff because they own the rights and who the fuck cares. Mm-hmm. Like, the the Jump games go back years. Like, they've had Game Boy games that never came to the U.S. It's... They're cool. Like, this, even, this is not even the first um, Jump game we've talked about in the podcast. Uh, there's one me and Jeff played for Extra Life a bunch of years back that had Boba Bo in it and other stuff that we spent half the time being like, who the fuck is this character? Uh-huh. And it was a brawler. It wasn't amazing, but it was definitely a game. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they're really good games. They're just kind of fun, where it's like, okay, who wins, Ichigo or Goku? In the game, or canonically? Shut up, nerds. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just... The, the amount of just... Rec- I don't know if maybe it's just the crossover has been really noticeable recently. Yeah, I, 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 I... This is awesome. So follow me for a second. We are living in a post-Infinity War society. Yeah. We are living in a point where Marvel has done the seemingly impossible, which was build a fucking cinematic universe that makes 20 movies distilled down to one movie. Mm-hmm. And that's not me saying all Marvel movies are the same. I'm saying all the prior movies have been building up to this one movie which somehow fucking pulled it off to a certain extent, depending on who you kind of... It's a good movie. It's... I don't think it's as good as the entire world seems to think it is, but it's still a good movie, and it pulls off an impressive feat kind of thing. Uh, but, like, we're, we're now living in a world where the idea of having... a reality is crossover in video games is not new. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom goes back all the fucking way to the arcade days. But at the same time, we're, we're now living in a point where the idea of mixing two things that people seem to like that are pretty fucking similar has been proven to work. Like, it's the Reese's effect where it's like, we made a candy. Okay, it's half chocolate and half peanut butter. Okay, yeah, everyone's going to eat that. Got it. Too bad Reese's peanut butter is shit, but... (laughs) So, Alex, it seems like you have 
honestly more opinions on this topic than I do necessarily. Like, I'm not opposed to the idea of crossover, so I'm kind of curious what you were hoping to go with this. Like, it's, Smash is obviously kind of the ultimate crossover. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom was the real big popular one for a while. I, I think Giant Bomb started the joke about Capcom vs. Capcom being something we all wanted because, yeah, I'd be down with that potentially. Well, yeah, Capcom has a lot of really good franchises they could definitely, like, fucking run with. Yeah. But, no, um, but I was, well, I guess pretty much what I wanted to go with is we can talk about the crossovers we like, crossovers we think just didn't work out after all, and then maybe, like, potential crossovers we'd like to see down the line. I figured it's sure. where I'd like to go with it. I, I guess after the success that was Akuma and Tekken 7, uh, Tekken Cross Street Fighter is something I'd be very interested in seeing because, well... Street Fighter Cross Tekken was hot, hot, hot garbage. Akuma somehow works really well in Tekken 7, and an entire game built around kind of Street Fighter characters versus Tekken characters now is something I'd be very interested in playing. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, you know what? People give Street Fighter Cross Tekken a lot of shit. It's a bad game. I particularly enjoyed it. I particularly enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Gems. There were mechanics that made it... Okay, the gems made it shit. But if you remove the gems, the the the, the setup Could you board remove actually gems? isn't too bad. Yeah, I thought they were baked into the game, like they were a non kind of excisable well, part. I think you could play the game without adding gems to your character, like you could disable gems for a, a fight mode or something like that, which I think would be a great way to go about it. Like I I think that would definitely work, to be honest with you. So I'm a little sad that it just kind of died. I feel like there were more issues with that game than just the gems. I remember looking at it once and going, huh, that's not for me. Yeah, there was a couple other things that I think just didn't work out for it, but the, they did have one of my favorite little systems was the tag mode with four players where, you know, the game was team-based. Yeah, you could tag in a whole other player who played another character. I, we talked about this last week, I yeah. think, even. Yeah, which I kind of thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, I, I particularly liked it, but my thing is, like, where is it? At? Where was I going to go with this one here? Um, I think a, a Tekken Cross Street Fighter would be really fun. Well, that was cool. supposed to happen after Capcom Cross Street Fighter, or after Capcom Street Fighter Cross Tekken happened. Like Namco was supposed to—that's Namco, right? Yeah, yeah. Namco was, was supposed to respond with the Tekken Cross Street Fighter that, like, allegedly is still maybe happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's never been confirmed dead, just given how bad. Street Fighter did. We all assumed it was dead. Yeah. A little sad that it is. I'd, be, I'd like to see where that would have gone. So Sure. Unless it's not here. So, but yeah, um, that one was particularly interesting to hear about. Obviously, you had PlayStation All-Stars, which kind of was a failure. That, that should have been the most slam dunk of games. And it's like, okay, just rip off Smash Brothers. What if we know... Just rip off Smash Brothers. We added new mechanics. Rip off Smash Brothers. Yeah. I mean, you had Kratos on your fucking roster. How hard do you have to go out of your way to fuck Did you ever play it? Yeah, I did. God, that whole finishing mechanic was bad. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. Like, if it would have been like Smash where you could just knock them off the map. Perfect. But no, you had to have a finisher. So... It made it really, really, really fucking annoying. Yeah. But, yeah, I kind of would have liked to, to see that do better, but I think it did so bad they just don't even talk about it anymore. I 
I don't think it deserves to be talked about more. I think like we've talked about this more than that thing deserves. Like across the <laughs> podcast. Not like not right now, but like it's it's just a bad game. Like it's got a real bad mechanic. It looks okay. Like it doesn't even play that great. Yeah. So you've got that. Um I guess if I wanted to talk about crossovers I particularly enjoy. Um I did talk about Street Fighter Cross Second, which I enjoyed even though it was not a favorite across the board. Yeah. Um Obviously, Smash is Smash, and that's enjoyable for what it is for sure. Um, I did like the old Soul Calibur crossovers where you had like Link and Darth Vader fucking show up. Uh, Link was fine. The Darth Vader Yoda era was A, one of the worst Soul Calibur games, and B, they were both really broken ass characters. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was enjoyable to watch. Like, I liked seeing the idea that they were I, in the fucking game. See, I Some think people hate that game. I think but... there's a nuance that that kind of fucking didn't work with. I, like, the reason Kratos or Geralt work in Soul Calibur is it's a bit of a stretch, but they feel like they kind of fit. Fucking Darth Vader and Yoda show up with lightsabers and you expect me to believe they're capable of clashing swords like no you should be massacring these people this is dumb okay so maybe we can talk about that some like i i'm all for crossovers but there's like a t- there's you can only take it so far before it's like no this doesn't work anymore akuma in tekken works why that game is all about beating people to death with your fists and okay akuma's got weird like palm blasts okay we have a character that shoots laser beams out of his forehead and Heihachi summons lightning to hit people with. Mysticism is apparently a thing we do in this game. Yeah. But the thing is, though, like it also works because you can't just spam it because you can get punished for yeah. that. And the thing is, fireballs are some of the easiest things to dodge in that fucking game because it's a 3D-based you fighter, so you can yeah. literally sidestep that shit. I, yes, but my, my point being, like, it's... They exist, it's it's not about mechanics, it's they exist within kind of the same canonical concept, where you have Star Wars, where it's person with a laser sword fighting Valdo, who's in, like, BDSM wear and has scissor hands. Okay. It's not a fair fight! Fair enough. That fight doesn't make sense, even. One of you has mm-hmm. future tech, the other of you has some stuff going on on Saturday night. Okay, fair enough. Like, and that's part, of what, that's part of why it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's probably the worst one I can think of, just because it was so fucking busted. Like, and it looked bad, even, too. I, I know you enjoyed it, but from, like, a Soul Calibur fan standpoint, it was just, they have laser swords! This is a game about sword swords! Why? <laughs> like, we're not sure how we feel about Taki and her reliance on kicking moves. Mm-hmm. I believe she's got knife things. Darth Vader just has a straight lightsaber, but he's force-choking my ass. Why? Like, if it had been Darth Vader with, like, a red long sword or something, I'd be like, okay, this is dumb, but fine. <laughs> Stupid, but fine. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I don't find the crossover as beloved as you do, but at the same time, like, Marvel's Capcom is fine. It works, though, too, because it's just a straight fighting game, and the art style works for both of them, and the characters were kind of equally dumb, powerful, where it's like, okay, it's Phoenix and Dante on a team. Yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? We added in, uh, God, what's his name from Ace Attorney? 
Oh, ah, oh, fuck, I know what you're talking about. Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright's like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Why does that make sense? It doesn't, but the guy says objection real big. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, watching him fight was actually pretty fucking hype. Yeah, but also, like, that game starts off at a ridiculous point. Like, none of that game takes itself seriously. It's a serious game, but that game is, like, wacky, knee-slappy the entire way through. For better or worse, Soul Calibur's like, no. We're a serious game for serious people, except people who play Talim. <laughs> They're weirdos. What about the people that play the lady with the bladed hula hoop thing? Shut up! She is kind of cool, too. She is cool, but also it's like, wow, I made a fetish character. You mean Ivy? No, this one's more for weeaboos. <laughs> it's, you gotta have one waifu in every game. There are multiple waifus in... The Soul, Soul Calibur, Calibur franchise. Yeah. Astaroth, my waifu forever. Astaroth is not a fucking waifu. You're just not thinking of waifu the correct way if you don't think Astaroth is a waifu. No, that doesn't fucking... Astaroth no. is a golem created from clay. He can be whatever he wants. No. Or she can be whatever she wants. No. That's not how that works. Fine, Taki. <sighs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Like, the last it's... big crossover game was Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and... That one was... Uh... That's just a bad game, though. It had nothing to do with being a crossover or not a crossover. It just seemed to not resonate with people. And then you had DBZ come out and kind of do the same thing that franchise has done, but with DBZ characters. I, I, there's, I, I, there's something way more watchable about DBZ than Marvel vs. Capcom ever was, I think. Like, it's, it's probably not fair to say that. The, the, there's a kind of a crispness and a, like, just people fighting this to DBC fighters that I think works for that game really well. That the Marvel vs. Capcom franchise has it's too many kind of screen filling blasts all the time. It's like, okay, it's just a laser show right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always that, but I, as a person who watched a lot of Evo since like watched a lot of Evo kind of before last podcast and watched the finals, Street Fighter Five really watchable because you understand what's going on, kind of thing. Dragon Ball Z Fighter, also, you can kind of understand what's going on just by watching. Like, no one has to explain anything to you. Marvel vs. Capcom, okay, they've activated their X-Factor. What's that? Well, it's like a sudden death mechanic, okay. And they're going into super, okay. And they're level 3 That's too many things. Hmm. I don't know. So you just weren't a fan of it overall, then? I, I liked 2 a lot, but I played 2 in an arcade. I, I, well, I mean, I think 2 has been a fan favorite for fucking ever. I mean, even, like, the first ones were... yeah great in their own I, right. I like, liked 1 and 2 a lot. 3, I I never liked watching 3. 3 was just boring to watch for me, so it's like, oh, it's the same fucking characters over and over, and it's, yep, the screen is full of explosion. I liked 3, because there was some cool shit that came out of 3 that I particularly enjoyed. Yeah, I, I, and there were some names that came up that were really fucking cool, and like, it also made you appreciate some of the characters that were considered AK, or, you know, some characters that were considered low tier ended up doing really fucking well. And, like, and when that happened, that was cool. That was not the majority of matches for that game, though. Yeah, like um, that was a real uh, stale meta. Did you ever watch a guy named uh, Ageo Joe? Is he the uh, Hulk guy? No, that is that you're thinking. There's a couple guys. Ageo Joe. Oh, well, hold on. No, what's the name of who uses Hulk? There's a guy who uses Team Big Body. And uh, it's like Hulk, um, fucking the mayor of, what was it? Ah, what's his name? Fucking he has the metal pipe as one of his attacks. 
Yes, I'm also blinking on that name though right now. Um, he's buddies with Cody and Zangief. Um, yes. Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Keep going with your thought. I'll look it up for you. Okay. So, um, you had like this guy Agio Joe who showed Mike up. Mike Haggard. And he was from- Mike Haggard. There you go. Uh, there's this dude who showed up from Japan, and he had one of the weirdest fucking comps. And, like, when you find situations, like, that's the thing. I like watching Japanese Marvel 3, too, because they used to have really fun, unique fucking comps. Like, they're, they're, his, the guy's comp was... Uh, what was it? It was Rocket Raccoon. Uh, what was it? Rocket Raccoon, Frank West, and there was one more I can't recall off the top of my head. But he ended up winning uh, a U.S. major, uh, destroying people with fucking Rocket Raccoon and Frank West. Like he was fucking legit. Um, there's also if you if you want to watch some really good, fun, decent Marvel three, um, there's an old vod you can find on YouTube. It's U.S. versus Japan, and it's just basically ladder matches between U.S. and Japan players. But it's only U.S. versus Japan, so you see some really interesting characters come out from the Japanese players. Like, they have some really interesting fucking teams. And the amount of anti-Phoenix tech that some of these Japanese players had were fucking awesome to watch. Like, um... Who was it? It was that same one where I was talking about, Ageo Joe. He had revealed some tech that basically hard countered Phoenix's transformation as Frank West, and basically one-shotted her, like, she got caught in it. But it was super easy to lure her into it, so... But yeah, I really, I, I did enjoy watching Marvel 3. Marvel 2 was, I think Marvel 2 just had a lot of shit going on, personally. Marvel 3 was just... It had, a, it had a good roster. Yeah. Marvel 2 had an amazing fucking roster. I'll give them that. But Marvel 3 was great. I don't know what happened with Infinite. It was just, I don't know, man. That one was a fucking shame, for sure. They wanted it to be good, and I even enjoyed it for a while. But, like, considering that, A, there was no official Marvel Infinite... I would like, go so far as to say three really benefited from how long three was away from two. Mm. Like on one hand, Marvel vs. Capcom three was a super competitive, super in the meta of fighting games game. Yeah, well, it was one of the like the the one of the eternal rosters. Yeah, like it was all Marvel games are always on the roster for Evo. Yeah, and I think it's one of those ones where it's. Maybe unfairly, maybe I'm just kind of guessing at this point. I think maybe some people expected the jump from three to infinite to be like the jump from two to three, and there was no fucking way they could pull that off. And the other issue, too, is like how many years of support did three have? Like almost half a decade? Yeah. That's a ton of DLC characters and changes. And then you have infinite come out with way less characters, and if rumors would be believed, Disney breathing down. Capcom's neck being like, you can't have Wolverine in this game. Mm-hmm. A bunch of fan favorites are suddenly gone because they're not relevant to kind of modern Marvel. I, it's, I, yeah, I, I think it's if if there's one thing we've learned the last couple of years that like just because you have a giant kind of unkillable IP at your disposal for game creation, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can't go wrong. Like again, like go back to Battlefront for a second. Uh, the more and more I kind of like, the more I believe the story of yeah we wanted to do a bunch of the stuff you guys were asking us to and we're flat out told we can't do them that whole situation makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I I don't know. I, there was a lot of stuff that just went wrong with that game. I think, but maybe like hopefully 
like, hopefully there's a new one that'll be better, but honestly, I, considering the way it didn't even have an appearance other than, like, a side tournament at EVO this oh, year. Oh, I think Marvel's Capcom is dead for the foreseeable future. Yeah. yeah that's, like, yeah, not, not just from a people-playing-it standpoint, but from a, like, Marvel thinking about making another one standpoint. Yeah. That is a fucking shame. Yeah. Give it some time off. Yeah. So. Let it breathe. That alas... <laughs> Alas, that is a sad crossover one, but we have some we have some pretty cool crossovers that are, you know, out and about. We've got a lot. We've got Negan, which I think is fucking. We weird. haven't seen Negan. Everyone hyped about that shit. I'm like, okay, cool. We don't have any gameplay for Negan yet. We don't, but the idea. So it, it, we can't. We don't there. know if Negan is cool yet, because Walking Dead is inherently lame. Well, newer Walking Dead is pretty. All cool. of Walking Dead, the TV show, was inherently lame except season one. Hmm. Like also, it's it's such a weird pick where it's like, okay, three years ago, yeah, that would make sense. Now it's like, okay, we'll see what he plays. Like, if he plays cool, I'll be like, fucking yeah, that's cool. If he plays lame, which he might, I we of all the big Evo reveals, we know the least about him. Like, I you want to talk about the big hype there? Anna's coming to Tekken Seven. That's fucking cool. And she's got a rocket launcher as her special, as Anna does. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I guess, crossovers in general, like, there's a lot of really interesting ones that have, like, done well. Like, so I guess here's my last one that I want to bring, because we kind of talked about ones that didn't work and worked so far. My last question to you is, from what we've currently seen, what kind of crossovers would you like to see? None. None? I don't care about crossovers at all. I'd rather, I'd rather just the game be good on its own merits as opposed to wooing multiple people with having, like, oh, we have two things you like. Okay. Well, assuming the game is good, let's just let's just put that there first. How many, like, or what kind of crossovers would you like to see? Again, assuming like, none. I, there's no there's no franchises that haven't been smashed together. I care about really like, like the return of uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC would be cool, but also like we have Injustice and we have Mortal Kombat games. I I, I don't know Marvel like a Capcom or versus. Uh, Mortal Kombat, that might be fun. I, I I don't spend a lot of time really fixated on this topic because like the ones I think are neat happen and the rest of the time it's like, oh, we put Monster Hunter in this fighting game. Why? It's Monster Hunter. It's a completely different game. Well, they play, it plays like a fighting game, so it plays nothing like Monster Hunter. I, okay, let me, put that, let me put that different way. If you could find a way to kind of keep the what makes the franchise you're cribbing off of unique in your new game, which you can't do because some of those games are stupid unique from each other. Like I, This is why Smash Bros. is the ultimate crossover. It's enough fan service to any one character, but they still all play the same enough that it's like, okay, here's your game. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe a Smash Bros.-style Marvel vs. Capcom would be cool just because I don't like 2D fighters that play the way Marvel vs. Capcom does, but at the same time, that's that's just me saying, like, I want more brawl-style fighting games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Crossovers or whatever in my book. Like, Capcom versus Capcom is the one I'd want to see. Like, more SNK versus Capcom is always a good thing, but, like, I want the weird SNK versus Capcom, not the, like, most recent SNK versus Capcom, but at the same time, like, I- I'd much rather a new King of Fighters than any crossover. New King of Fighters would be kind of cool, but they just had one come out not too long ago. What game am I thinking of? You got King of Fighters, Final Fight, or the one with Karate Man who's got the kind of crazy nose mask thing on. Is that King of Fighters? 
That's King of Fighters. Yeah, I, Mr. Karate. Yeah, it's been longer than a couple years, hasn't it? The newest King of Fighters came out like almost a year or two. Oh, that giant roster. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess one that's good because probably that one wasn't good enough to ma- grab people's attention. Really, I liked it. I did too. It had a giant roster. I thought that was kind of silly and awesome. Like huh. maybe you get Final Fight the uh or King of Fighters the um, Guilty Geared XR treatment. That like 2.5D shit going on could be real cool. Mm-hmm. Hell, give that to more games. Period. Like that, that's that's what I want. Like take the like art styling or the kind of rotating camera style stuff they do in Guilty Geared XR and put that in more 2D fighters, and I'll care more. Like that rotating the camera for supers is fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it looks like the last King of Fighters came out in 2016. That's more recent than I thought it was. Yeah, actually it. The NA release is supposed to be August 23rd, so almost two-year mark. Huh. Yeah. Didn't come out till a year later in fucking Windows, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess since we're bringing up these type of ones, I know you've mentioned it before, but how, like, was it Samurai Showdown is one you talked about maybe showing that's up not a, day? That's just a, that's just Samurai Showdown at that point, though. It's not like a crossover. Well, that's what I'm saying. Having some of those characters actually show sure. up? Sure! Capcom versus Capcom. Bring every... Put every cool Capcom fighting game character in one game. That's the crossover I want to see. And, like, throw Mega Man in there for fucks. Why not? Okay, you, <laughs> now, you know what I actually want? I want everyone versus everyone. I want, like, Tekken versus Capcom versus Marvel versus SNK versus NetherRealms versus... Who am I forgetting in this? Versus Dragon Ball Z versus, like, Hello Kitty Rainbow Adventure... Like I want the fighting. It's like the ultimate answer is I want any fighting game. Like, I I fucking want the um salty bet fighting game to be real and balanced, where it's everyone in a fighting game ever. Mm, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but it also wouldn't. It'd be super lame because it'd be a giant endless roster of people like all playing the same. Because fighting games are rife with people that are just straight ripoffs of other characters. So yeah, like I what would. Capcom vs. Capcom, like a, a fighting game featuring all of Ca- like the major Capcom fighters all in one game would be cool. Especially if you could have Street Fighter characters play kind of like Street Fighter characters and other people play their respective franchises and find a way to make that work. But at the same time, like, I don't make video games. And that sounds like a nightmare to me, so... Uh. I would like to see a Capcom All-Stars. I'm kind of with you on yeah. that one. Like, a NetherRealm All-Stars would be cool to a certain extent. Like, DC vs. Mortal Kombat was dumb. But fun, and like Injustice has figured out some stuff, and Mortal Kombat's figured out some stuff, and kind of seeing a Marvel vs. Uh, not Mar- Mar- DC vs. Mortal Kombat 2 would be fun at this point. Hell, I'll take mm. like a Marvel vs. Nether Realms at this point. Marvel Nether Realms? Now that's interesting. It's basically the same idea, just with different characters. Yeah. I'm fucking Scorpion to pull Spider Man's spine out. <laughs> That'll never happen. Disney wouldn't allow I, fatalities on their And on their neither property. will DC. So I, I yeah, like that that's that, that's the reality of it. But Yeah. Hmm. We got some good ones here, I think. Yeah. They're all interesting crossovers. So yeah, Capcom, get on that. Just give us Capcom All Stars. Please. Or don't, because like you have other fighting games you should be supporting more than making some weird fan game. Like maybe less crossovers that are obvious cash ins on popularity and like only put out good fighting games from now on. Uh, best I can do is DLC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Any more you want to do on this one or no? 
think it's pretty good. We All talked right. about uh, things that we could talk about on this. I think we're good. All right. We have no emails this week, but if you wanted to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? Uh, you can simply reach us through your internet email using the address wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast. Down in the show notes, etc. etc. Send us email. We love getting them. Yeah. If you have any more beer recommendations I can enjoy while I'm doing the podcast, send it my way. Or send him like malt liquor recommendations. I want to like this needs to take the SWS turn. You've been classy for too long, Alex. <laughs> All this culture going on, nah, can't be allowed. I I will fucks with some malt liquor. Will you actually? Yeah. Like real malt liquor, like King Cobra. Yeah, I've done two elevens before. Hmm. Potential in this idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it for the podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> this will end poorly. Yep. Just like Sriracha fucking vodka. That was not... That That was always intended to go poorly. And God, it went fucking poorly. Yeah, it did. It really went bad. Blood drunk. May it never rise. Nope. And I'm okay with it. You ever come to LA, you know blood drunk's happening, right? As long as I have the studio uh, set up. I'm terrified it will. I get kidnapped. Yep. I have a feeling it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does it to our show this week. Um, or does it for our show this week, not to our show. That'd be weird. Uh, you got anything you want to pimp before we get out of here? Um, a lot of WoW streams coming up in the near sure. future. I may even join him as part of them, or not. I don't know yet. Yeah. So, you can find me on Mave Online across the board on my social medias, and of course Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube Gaming. Mave Online, no spaces, all together. Sure, the links will be somewhere in the notes somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's me. Um, on the SWS end, uh, normal excuses. I have more mobility in my shoulder, and I cleaned out my garage more, so there's kind of space, but I, the process of getting shelving so I can start setting up the studio is kind of in the works, but not really, but kind of, but not really. But yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Um, <laughs> I've been posting the podcast to the YouTube in case that's somewhere you want to watch them. If it is, cool. Thanks for doing that there. Uh, yeah. How about us for this week? Anything else? No, I, I'm good there. You want to take us out? Sure. Cue the metal.